BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well as simply fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. Skibbies. This is Great Answer coming to you from a rainy day in the rope bondage capital of the world, Madison, Wisconsin. And the birds are still singing, and hey, at least it's not snowing, so that's okay. Uh, this is the first non-pre-recorded rope, cra- rope cast since we finished Rope Craft. Uh, and oh my god, what a what an amazing uh, experience that was. Thank you all 400 or so of you who came out to the event um, and made me realize that I believe we've had the largest rope event uh, this year. And uh, they, just because other events tend to cap their um, their uh, ticket sales, and we didn't. But hey, that's great. We had tried out a lot of things that we weren't sure if they were going to work. Uh, but things like the Rashomon were a great success, thanks to the amazing people who worked that, including having a situation we had to actually deal with. And you'll hear more about that in a forthcoming rope cast um the photography policy got all kinds of good reviews i've seen some of the photographs that the photographers took they did an amazing job frankly everybody did an amazing job the uh, presenters were great the volunteers were almost all great the ones who showed up were great the ones who didn't show up i don't know if they're great or not because they didn't show up which isn't so great but i'll tell you this our volunteer coordinator was absolutely awesome um, of course, uh, Grandmaster David, uh, could I could not have done the event without him because it was his idea. And he just kind of, uh, as he puts it, get, put me on the track and got out of my way and, and let me help it out. Um, I did get some disturbing news. Apparently, um, someone heard me say something along the lines that the security guys weren't my guys. They were Grandmaster David's guys. And apparently they got the impression from that comment that I was saying that I didn't have anything to do with those security folks. Now... First of all, uh, the security guys are um, not just security for kink events, they're also security for SCA. And let me tell you, uh, as involved as I am in the rope community, I was that involved in the SCA many years ago. So uh, I have to tell you, these are definitely my people. The reason I said that about Grandmaster David, if, if you're wondering, is because he was the one who first said, we have to have Jerry and Pendragon and his team. And the reason why is because they do great security. And I can tell you that I had a, a very, <laughs> I can remember the nights and the mornings, you know, I would come, could be leaving to go and I'd look back and there would be security folks at the desk and I'd know that the event was in good hands. And when I would come back down, um, it would, you know, end up, uh, I, I, first thing I'd see in the morning was I'd see the security team. And um, they were very understanding during some of my bobbles and things like that. And uh, there was a couple of miscommunications like you would expect, but they also handled those professionally. And um, so anyway, if there's any rumors, if you hear anybody say that, you know, well, Great Answer didn't like the Pendragon security team, please tell them they're fucking liars because uh, I do. Uh, I did appreciate Jerry and his team um, 
people that that uh, worked to make sure the con was safe, and it was safe. So um, yeah, hopefully that makes that clear because I was kind of disturbed when I heard that somebody um, was thinking that I might not like that security team. Oh my God, they did a great, great job. Okay. Um, uh, the Rashomon also did a really good job, and that's kind of a, that was one of the many curveballs that I threw at the security team, because normally in the event of a uh, consent incident, they're the ones who have to come to the, the forefront as, as the first responders. Um, when the, we had one sort of consent incident, as I said, you will, you will hear about this later on, and um, at first it was difficult to get the Rashomon, um, to, the Rashomon didn't know about it because the security team didn't know that they were supposed to tell the Rashomon about it. Uh, that has been cleared up, and uh, once it became clear, the Rashomon and the security team worked really well together in terms of coordinating uh, the duties and stuff like that. So um, other events, when you are thinking about having something like the Rashomon, I suggest that you make sure that um, everybody uh, in the, on the event staff are all on board uh, with what's going on because it's a new kind of thing just like you know the first time that the an event had an EMT on staff as medical um, you know somebody who would normally used to treating things had to change their reflexes to call the medical person instead of just taking care of it themselves so um, right after Ropecraft though and by the way in case you're wondering yes we are working on having another Ropecraft it's not definite yet we are in the process of negotiating with several hotels um, to do a rope craft in early November in New Orleans, um, another one in Austin next February. It won't be the same date because that date uh, next February will be the date that my daughter gets married. Mazel tov! Um, but uh, we will be having um, it later, a little later on in February. And then uh, we are looking at doing Chicago Memorial Day weekend. So uh, that should be a lot of fun too. Um, you... Uh, also, uh, may have heard me talk about this little event called the GRU. Well, the Philadelphia GRU, the very first one, happened uh, just uh, last weekend. And Storykeeper Events, uh, that is Quota and Canon uh, and their team, oh my god, they did a great job. It was so much fun. It was intense. Philadelphia Rope is mean. Uh, when I publish the class list later on, um, we have to haven't done that yet, but when we get that published, you're going to see that Philadelphia folks, they are mean with their rope. Wow. It, uh, it was intense. One noted in absence from both uh, Ropecraft and um, the Philly Grew was Action Bastard. Um, and he, of course, is one of the sponsors of this podcast, and I was kind of sad that he wasn't going to be there. Um, but he also wanted to make sure that I passed on a message to all of you here in Ropecast land. And of course, I'm stalling right now because I'm trying to find the message here on my phone. Oh, there it is. He wants you to know that listeners to the Ropecast, and by the way, he, he typed in the Ropecraft, uh, can get 10% off of your purchase from BastardRopes.com if you use the discount code CRAFTBASTARD. That's all lowercase, and that is... Uh, um, all there at checkout. Um, and he says, uh, he didn't, I, yeah, that he knows I didn't tell that to the people that went to Ropecraft because, well, uh, he didn't tell me about it before Ropecraft, but we're telling you about it now. And of course, uh, he also, by the way, was a sponsor for one of the medical people who came to Ropecraft. Um, uh, and, uh, 
we really appreciate it. Her name is Highwire. Um, and uh, yeah, she may be, end up being a performer at one of the future ones, as well as medical. Uh, she was also the uh, living billboard. She wore uh, Dejado panties and rope craft panties and all kinds of things. Oh, by the way, in case you didn't get any uh, rope craft swag, you can always go to mkt.com forward slash great answer. And uh, right now we just have stickers and pins and a couple of DVDs for sale, but that's where we're going to have grew stuff like that, grew uh, um, merchandise. That's the word I'm looking for, uh, and things like that there. So anyway, so yes, bastardropes.com is the website, and you know it's plural ropes because there are always lots of bastards in life. But bastardropes.com, and if you do that and you put in craft bastard, you can get... 10% 10% off. Now, he is the reason he wasn't at the event is because he has lots of traveling, but I have no sympathy for him at all because he keeps on posting these pictures of these beautiful people that he ties up. And uh, so, yeah, sorry, dude, you don't get any sympathy at all, but you do get a lot of thanks for both sponsoring the travel for Highwire to Ropecraft and for sponsoring this podcast, which is a big help. Which this podcast sponsor other things like the coffee at the Philly Grew. Yes, that's right. This, uh, we, the uh, Ropecast, actually, we, we didn't have any coffee in the budget uh, for Sunday morning grew cakes. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't like me without coffee. So I decided not just to get coffee for myself, but we had enough money that we were able to go and get some for the entire place. And uh, maybe not quite enough, um, because while a lot of great things happen at the uh, Philly Grew, one, uh, not so, well, I won't say not so great. It was a learning experience, um, and I'm going to keep everybody anonymous except to say um, that what we had was we had a serenity frame and it was uh, set up I was the one who, who set it up and I set it up tall we specifically decided to have some of them wide and one of them tall and I had mine tall and uh, it wasn't my serenity frame I, I put set up the frame tall and it was doing fine and it did fine through the whole event but Sunday morning at Grew Cakes Someone uh, decided to get a little rambunctious and do some dynamic suspension. And, you know, if you don't have serenity frames, you know they're not usually made for dynamic suspension. Well, this person decided to put their bottom in a dynamic suspension. And as it got a little too dynamic, the serenity frame fell. And as it fell, the person uh, basically tried to uh, take care of the bottom, of course, like you would as any good rigger. And uh, ended up getting hit in the head with a serenity frame. And it caused a minor laceration that ended up requiring three medical staples. Not at the event. No, we didn't have any medical play going on there. So they did have some time at the urgent care center. The people who responded to the, uh, the incident were uh, absolutely professional and so... It, it, here's the thing. Not just competent. They stayed calm. They, they made everybody else calm by their ability to do stuff. So they know who they are. I'm not going to mention them here because of privacy things, but they know who they are. And I was so glad that they were here um, or here. They were there at the Philly Grew. Um, so uh, here's the interesting thing. You may have heard me talk before about the fact that uh, most of the, the, the serious accidents tend to happen to people with more experience. Uh, you know, there's all this stuff, uh, we can't learn from books, you can't learn from stuff like that because, you know, all these horrible things will happen. Well, you know what? When we did the, the search at one of the most serious accidents, they were all happening to people who had lots of experience, who had hands-on, one-on-one training. 
And so you may wonder if this particular incident, which was relatively serious, it required uh, going to a, a urgent care thing, getting some medical stables, you may wonder if this one held true to that theory. And it did. Uh, the person who uh, had it happen, not only are they very experienced in rope, not only are they very good with rope, not only do they help teach rope, but they own their own serenity frame and are very experienced in doing things on it. So um, the, the thing that they basically said was that they basically just, you know, they, they took things for granted um, in that situation. It's not a matter of me saying it's their fault. It's a matter of me saying that if you have lots of experience, if you have lots of uh, practice doing things, you need to be more careful and more attentive because you're the, you're the uh, demographic that is more likely to get into accidents. So <laughs> this has been a uh, public service announcement. Um, so if uh, you didn't get to the Philly Grew, you can always come to the one next year because I'm pretty sure we're going to have another one next year. But guess what? April 15th of this year, we will have the Pittsburgh Grew. And then week after that, we will have the Rochester, New York Grew. Now, the Pittsburgh Grew, by the way, um, that will, that Sunday uh, marks the 10-year anniversary of Grews. That's right. The first one started in uh, 2007. Well, I guess 2017 will be the 10-year anniversary. It's the 10th year. So it'll be the 10th year of Grews. Um uh, that Sunday, because the first one was in on April 17th, and uh, that's kind of a big deal for me. Um, and to celebrate, we have a brand new website. Yay! And it is grew.space. That's it. Grew.space. So if you want to go find out where the, about the pit grew, you go to pit.grew.space. philly.grew.space. rochester.grew.space. sd.grew.space. That's for the San Diego Grew, which you can also get tickets to. Uh, that's coming up in um, uh, June, no, August. Um, and then there's also, you know what, go go to sd.gru.space and you'll find out when it is. I can't keep all these dates in my head. Um, but also another date that I know that just came up was ramble.gru.space. Uh, Ramble Grew tickets just went on sale. Ramble Grew is bigger and longer and grewer than before. And, um, but tickets are a little bit more if you decide to add on an entire extra day of grueling, which you can do. Um, it's, uh, September 24th through 27th, I believe is the dates. Don't quote me on that. Go to ramble.grew.space. And that's also where you can buy tickets, um, and get them soon because I am pretty sure we are going to sell out. Uh, it was really successful last year. It is still the cheapest Ramblewood event that you can go to. Um, so yeah, <laughs> might be useful to have. Um, so that's, uh, Philly Grew was awesome. Thank you, Philly folks. And we will have your lesson, uh, all the, uh, session names up online soon. While I was at the Philly Grew, I also learned a, a nice little tidbit. Um, I've been talking about, uh, like when I talked about, if you look at my website, greatanswer.com, my most recent blog post is a review of S&M's um, rope, which, by the way, I made an error in the review. Uh, he actually has free shipping, so you don't have to pay extra to have his stuff shipped over here. Um, it's worth it. I, I read the, you know, the TLDR of the whole review is, I love the stuff, I would have it cut longer, and I would whip the ends. And that's the uh, interesting thing. Uh, 
uh, found out that one of the best ways to whip ends is to use dental floss. Yes, dental floss actually is a useful way to have really high tension on the end of your ropes that is not going to break and it leaves your rope tasting melty fresh. Yay! Um, you heard at the beginning, I'm part of the Erotic Awakenings podcast network, and uh, I'm going to be doing an interview with Bottoms, uh, with a bottom in particular that is focused on rope bottoming, and that interview will be with, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, see here, I can't can't remember the, uh, the C name, I keep wanting to call her name. Anyway, she's going to go, uh, she is the Submissive Podcast, and uh, it is part of the Erotic Awakenings podcast network. So if any of you have any questions for, ah, why can't I say, can you say her name? Uh, Redemption's Girl, that's it, Redemption's Girl. Um, please let me know uh, because I would love to kind of focus that particular interview rather than just do this rambling that I tend to do. Um, the other thing I want to definitely point out is that uh, I also had a successful attempt at rope at the rope craft to do the um, rope library where people could check out kits of rope and one of the kits of rope that was donated was the um, twisted views uh, his um, reinforced jute which has a line of fishing line uh, 500 pound test I believe uh, woven in there and I'm also going to be interviewing him at the pit grew uh, both as a sponsor of this particular podcast and because um, you know he's an interesting guy and he makes more rope than just that particular kind of rope so we're going to definitely talk to him a little bit more deeply about the kind of stuff that he does he also does really fun photography his Instagram account is one of my favorite things you can find out about his rope at rope.twistedview.net and you can find out more about him if you just look Sometimes it's not just Twisted View. Sometimes it is uh, Twisted underscore View. Depends on where you're going, but he's worth uh, looking up. All right. So let's see. What's the last thing I was going to talk about? Oh, yeah. So if you want to email me the questions, uh, greatanswer at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at greatanswer and stuff like that. And the last thing I'm going to do is I'm actually going to kind of read a little bit of a Twitter stream. Um, and uh, it's a little bit of a rant. Um little bit. Not really, because it's not really a rant. It's not about a bad thing. Um, I had someone tell me that an event had approached them to present, and uh, she's a really good presenter, and um, in terms of compensation, they had said, we will give you space to teach private lessons, and that was part of the, the compensation. And I want to make it clear at the beginning, I'm all in favor of private lessons. In fact, I think at a certain level, that's the only way you can improve your training is through intensives and private lessons because at a certain level, the kind of classes that you have at regular events are going to be at most practice. And you can get a lot out of practice, but you're not going to increase your knowledge um, without doing that. So I'm in favor of that, but I am not in favor of it being said, oh, we can't pay you, but we can give you space for private lessons because that should not be um, compensation. And the reason why is because it privileges a certain kind of learning. You know, it's really easy to give a private lesson on this really neat tie. Um, let's say I want to give a, a, a class on the Mayfly. In fact, at some point, I'm going to probably hire someone like Sean Gray or Pink Minks to teach me the Mayfly uh, as in a private lesson because you can they can teach me step by step how to do that kind of thing. Okay, um, but on the other hand, you're probably not going to find someone who will um, do a 
class on pain processing in a private lesson, but it's an essential concept. Uh, it's an essential but abstract concept. So I don't think that you should value the presenter who can teach on pain processing less than you would value the presenter who can pay or who can present on this particular tie. You need to find equal compensation for both of them, which is not easy, okay? It is challenging. Believe me, after doing Rowcraft, I know how challenging it can get. Um, but you got to remember that if you are presenting, that not all presenters can just recoup their expenses via private lessons or via, you know, selling merchandise or books. Uh, there was a time when I was trying to do that, and I had a few books, but then I was also trying to sell other stuff from um, as Maui Kink at the time. And rightfully so, events kind of frown on that. Like, hey, wait a minute. You can sell your own stuff at your thing, but if you're selling other people's stuff, well, that's called vending, and that's a different situation. So um, it's not that easy to, to recoup expenses. And unless you, you know, unless you happen to be independently wealthy, that means that you're going to miss out on a lot of really, really good um, classes and stuff like that. But uh, I happen to come up with 10 ideas, just as a challenge to myself, 10 ideas off the top of my head to have presenter compensation. Okay? So here's number one, a used toy auction. For example, we raised about $600 at the uh, Ropecraft event. Um, auctioning off the rope kits from the rope library. Um, number two, you can have a kinky bake sale that works for education and schools and just split all the proceeds equally between the presenters. Um, number three, have a silent book or erotic art auction. I hate loud auctions, but I love silent auction. It's a little bit more work, but the Philly Grew raised over $100 for the Groovy Award with a single sheet of paper and a big coil of rope. Thank you so much, Sardonic, for donating that. And by the way, the rope was Mokoshin rope. Hey, look, my slave brought me a Culver's frozen custard. So I'm going to click zoom through these last few things. Um, number four, just put out a tip jar. Okay, just have it labeled for the presenters. Put it out there, just like at a piano bar or something like that. And you know what? If you happen to think that that is begging, then basically that means that you think the presenters are doing something that has absolutely no value already. So with respect, fuck yourself. Um, number five, autographed event t-shirts signed by the favorite presenters. It can be sold at a markup. So you have an event t-shirt available for $20, event t-shirt signed by Twisted View for $25, event t-shirt signed by Pink Minks available for $40, signed by both of them available for $45, I guess. I don't know. Um, but you know, uh, but here's the thing. If you do have separate, if you don't have the t-shirts signed by everybody, if you have them separately signed, then if Pink Minx signs more t-shirts or has more t-shirts signed, um, then uh, she gets more profit. And just so you know, why do we do that? There's your meritocracy that a lot of libertarians happen to think works, which is silly. Number six is something I'm like halfway tempted to do myself, except I'm really bad with money. How about a general Patreon fund called uh, Sex Educator compensation fund you know hey there you go um and uh basically what it is is that it takes donations in and all the donations are kept in a uh, particular fund and events can apply and say hey we have an event coming and we have 15 presenters and we'd like to give them some compensation and the patreon fund says okay well we currently have 500 dollars, so you have 15 presenters so i'm going to do some math which i'm not going to do right now because i don't like math and they give them the event. Uh, it's just a way for the community to give back to the people who are giving back to the community. 
Um, I don't want to actually run that Patreon fund, but I really hope somebody else puts that together. Uh, number seven, good old-fashioned patronage, like the Rockefellers or the Medicis. I'm not just talking from kinky businesses. I'm talking from kinky people who are well off who want to give back to the community. They can just say, hey, you know what? It's like the We Think You're Groovy Award. You pick somebody out. You say, I like what you're doing. Here's some money to help you keep on doing it. Um, that's just, you know, it's it's a, a <laughs> you want to talk about old-fashioned and, you know, traditional. Um how about uh, a blogger or podcaster like, say, me or, you know, some uh, other, say anybody from the Erotic Awakenings podcast network that interviews every presenter beforehand um, and maybe has uh, some, you know, these, these interviews are transcribed and you create an event companion, which, hell, it could be a PDF. You don't even have to have any costs of publishing, um, but it has material that's not in the classes, but it's sold at premium, as premium content and the proceeds, again, go to compensate the presenters. Um, you want to go uh, old school, you uh, borrow from the sci-fi conventions and you create autograph or photography lines uh, such as exist at current sci-fi conventions. So if I want to go to a convention and I want to have my picture taken with River Song and autographed, um, then I pay some money and I get to stand in line and I get to go up and she says hi and we look together and we smile and they take pictures and then I get an autographed picture later on. That's, you know, I, I personally don't like that kind of style, but some people do or they wouldn't do it at conventions. And hey, if you're going to keep on calling presenters rock stars, then hey, you might as well start treating them like it. Okay. Number 10, announce your ticket price is going up. This is for the organizers. Announce your ticket price is going up $2, but that all of those $2 are going towards presenter compensation. This kind of transparency is a very attractive thing. And some people had suggested in the responses to these tweets um, that uh, it could be even more, 5 or $10 and say that. Um, Wild Ties mentioned that uh, Europe tends to be better at this. He always got paid and in cash, but uh, that it would basically be a good habit to start here. Um, there's a lot of good comments that came out of this particular series of tweets uh, that I really am I'm not going to go. If somebody wants me to do a podcast about various ways to do this, then uh, do this kind of compensation, I will do that. But in the meantime, I think I've talked enough about it. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, thanks again to my sponsors, which in case you didn't notice how I sneakily put them in. Um, our uh, sponsors for this particular podcast are Bastard Ropes. And remember, Craft Bastard at checkout gets you 10% off your order. And also Twisted View, ropes.twistedview.net. Um, or maybe it's rope singular. Try them both. It'll be fun. Uh, but just go to twistedview.net. Uh, they do really good stuff. And both of them have helped to produce this episode, as have my patrons. Um, patrons, you go to patreon.com forward slash ropecast, and uh, you too can help out with the patrons. Now, this patronage is really, I'm not just taking it and going out and buying Culver's smoothies with it. Um, I'm only using a little bit of the money for that. The other money is actually a lot of it's suddenly going back out in the community. Um, we, the Ropecast, I'm very excited to say, has been able to sponsor Kana and Kagura to come out to L.A. and uh, spend some time first in L.A. and probably they're going to travel around the area doing some intensives. And that's been in conjunction with the Devil's Mask Society uh, with particular uh, cooperation of Demon Six. I really appreciated his help. And um, Ojapan and Goodmost Times are also helping to coordinate that. So um, if you are looking at it and be like, well, I don't want to just give a bunch of money to some guy out there in the rope bondage capital of the world, remember that uh, this guy is taking the money and it's putting it back out there in the community as well. 
So um, I really appreciate it. Again, the, the Patreon page is patreon.com forward slash ropecast. And uh, it really come in handy. So uh, meanwhile, you can always contact me, greatanswer at gmail.com. And let me know what kind of suggestions you would like to uh, have for the Ropecast. Um, you know, I just asked Steel Magnolia. You know, she suggested that I interview Lizard. And the next week, I interviewed Lizard. Because you know what? That's the kind of podcaster I am. Um, many thanks to the Erotic Awakenings Podcast Network, which uh, has me as part of their team. Such great people are on there, including uh, Barak and Sheba and... Lee Harrington, and The Pagist, who I have an immense uh, internet crush on, even though I have never met them. So, this is Great Answer, signing off. Mmm, that's some good rope. <laughs>